I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. morning good afternoon whenever this comes to you i am will i'm taylor and this is why'd you bring that up we have a not a lot but a lot to talk about because i didn't really feel a way like i did the week before about wrestling but we changed that this weekend and i didn't expect to change that this weekend but here we are so we're gonna go ahead and start off with dynamite and really the only thing that you know reaches out to me nick gage showed up what an interesting thing to happen. Like, if you were going to place your bets on something before last week, would that have been the thing that you did? Because not for me. <laughs> I did not either. And what I think was really funny is Nick Gage, like, went on Twitter. I don't follow him, or at least I don't think I follow him. Uh, but I did see he posts on Twitter. Uh, he posts on Twitter. He posted on Twitter, you know, like, hey, I don't fuck with MJF. I'm just doing this for a paycheck. <laughs> but... So does Nick Gage end up going to AEW? We're not going to talk about it yet, but after Saturday, there's kind of rumblings that, you know, maybe that is the next step forward. But my thing is, do we want him in AEW? I'm not here to like talk shit about Nick Gage by any means, but on a mainstream level, I don't know if he could consistently work a different style because that uh, on a mainstream platform I feel like deathmatch wrestling does not have a place. And that's not to say that it's not good. And I kind of understand it more now. But yeah, I don't think week after week they could get away with that on TNT or TBS. You know what I mean? Because you have some kids scrolling through, not realizing it's, uh, you know, Friday night, right? And then he gets TBS, you know, Nick Gage hitting a pizza pizza cutter on someone's head. You know, that's going to leave some bad taste in people's mouth. And it doesn't seem like he'd be the one to be like, you know what? Let me just forget this gimmick and just move on to something else either. And here's the <laughs> thing. And like, this is no disrespect. Do you think he could even do that? Because like, what does Nick Gage do if he doesn't have the death? Match well, style? I, think, I mean, he can work. I think that's the interesting thing about him being on AEW, though, is we're going to see how far they're willing to go. How PC is this show? Because we've never really had a tester where it's been like, all right, where's the line? Well, did you watch? that episode well because there it is worth mentioning the texas death match that was an absolute banger and that was maybe well a well-placed match to kind to test the water you know what i mean to see what they could get away with and see if they could then do it again the following week is it a calculated risk or is it a risk like they're taking over there in deathmatch gcw town though well here's the thing it really seems like they're like TBS and TNT is behind AEW. You know what I mean? And well, they're the getting the results. Are suggesting I, that they would be happy with that. I mean, the numbers are good. And if you're TBS or TNT, like you see how much money there is in wrestling and you remember how much you made. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. The president of TBS or whatever the actual company name is at this point, uh, probably wasn't there when WCW was alive and well and thriving. But at the same time, 
there's got to be like they have to look at the books you know what i mean because i'm sure they still have records of the kind of profits i mean it's public record right so they know what it can do and they know what wwe is doing so they're probably like hey we've already cut this piece of pie but we realize uh that there's only like two or three people eating it so do you mind if we get some more and at this point it's one of those things where they really are trying to reach out to every audience because you know nick gage being there is going to put more eyes on the product because there's people I've kind of realized like with the whole indie scene, there are people that just don't fucking even watch mainstream wrestling. They're like, nah, I'm good. I I have this promotion, this promotion, this promotion, this promotion. I get all the wrestling I need. Like, yeah, I'll watch like there's this one guy I really, really like, you know, and I've always followed him. I'll watch his matches, but other than that, I don't watch that. You know what I'm saying? So then you would have those people who are like, yeah, I'm a diehard Nick Gage fan. I'm going to watch this. He's he's so good, Tony Khan, and getting things that people talk about. And it's not even just wrestling people. Like I've mentioned this before. It bleeds out into society all the time. And it's the special moments that do. And he was able to grab Nick Gage right before another special moment happens. So every time he's right there in front of it, no matter what it is, whether it be somebody popping up random, you know, CM Punk, whoever it is going to be next. But it's just, it's insane how he can get in front of everything before it happens and somehow make it work out. Let me ask you one or two questions. Do you think the timing was poor for AEW? Because if you realize, like, he didn't get a super big pop or anything. Like, it was kind of crickets to a degree. There, are, You heard some people are like, GCW, but... I don't think it, it was poor at all. Well, I'm saying in the respect of, do you think if they would have done it after this weekend, it, they would have got a bigger pop for him? But then on the reverse side, do you think him coming out on Dynamite put some more eyes on GCW? I this believe weekend? it did. I believe it did. And I think every partnership he seems to make, whether it be Impact, GCW, you know, whoever he's playing with at this point, it seems like he helps them out just as much as they help him out in every aspect of the way. Well, it's one of those things where people are constantly talking about Tony Khan and the fact that, you know, he has all these partnerships and he seems to be like, let's use this example, Impact. That's the best one for what I'm trying to say because everyone are like, well, what does Impact get out of this? Oh, a lot now. Uh, and that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, Tony Khan gets his boys to come over on Dynamite. But at the same time, if you think about it, Gallows and Anderson... Dude, they were supposed to be on the first Dynamite. They kind of burned a bridge and rebuilt it. They were going to be a Dynamite one way or the other, or AEW eventually, you know? So the talent that really has crossed over, it makes sense that they've come over. But what a, or Impact is getting is not only does it kind of seem like some money has been funneled in, or, uh, funneled in, that's the word I'm looking for. It's just the product's better what are you talking about funneled in like since AEW has made this partnership with them their pay-per-views have been way up on views well before that though so like when they first started partnering like you started to see like the set got a little bit nicer then they got some backstage stuff like they went from having like all right promos for the wrestlers to like hey same quality as AEW deal where they have to give up their belt doesn't come with them getting a little money though maybe too well I don't even think it's them giving up their belt because at the same time they're not giving up their belt dude they're if anything representing it on a bigger platform because there's going to be people who don't know about impact which that's crazy if you're a wrestling at this point it is crazy if you're a wrestling fan if you're looking at it from a tier standpoint you've got your aw and wwe on the second level is gcw moving up to maybe like a another tier with this i don't think so 
but I'll answer that when we get to that. So with this, though, it's like it's also kind of changing people's perspective on impact because the reason why impacts where it's at these days is because it burnt a lot of bridges. You know what I mean? Especially in the Dixie Carter era. So now you have all these people are like, oh, Kenny Omega of all people is not only willing to wrestle on impact, but be their champion. You know what I'm saying? It makes people go, well, if we trust these people, we like these people. Maybe we should give these people another chance. You know, kind of one of those things where like, hey, I, I trust him because I trust you. And that's what I think impact is getting is people trust AEW and they see all the juice that's going in to impact even, but it's not just uh, AEW at this point. It's New Japan. And do you think that's, do you think impact naturally got that partnership? Like they did AEW or do you think Tony Khan's like, Hey, I'm gonna put them in here for you because I'm going to bring them up to my show, but I want to get them working. You know what I mean? Kind of familiar with the place. And then I can do an even bigger shock and awe. At my show hell yeah you know what i'm I saying i think so i think so like so ultimately yeah tony khan fucking benefits he's helping pay for it he's gonna benefit why wouldn't you want to benefit but impact is definitely seemingly benefiting now i wish they would benefit to the point where they could fix their fucking uh website also uh, another pro tip don't charge me for one or two pay-per-views and then give the rest free on a subscription service that is the most annoying fucking thing in the world. Who pays for things anymore? Oh, don't be like that, Taylor. <laughs> so that's kind of that. We'll get back to Nick Gage though in a couple minutes. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Friday Night SmackDown. I was kind of in and out of this show. I was just crazy weekend for me. But, but it, it was a good... SmackDown is the best show besides NXT being put out on a weekly basis by WWE. There's no doubt about it. And, I mean, you can't really go wrong. You had John Cena come out, and obviously he's going to issue his challenge to Roman. And then we didn't get Roman, which was interesting. Like, you had the face-off. The he showed up. He did, but not when yeah. John Cena was in the ring. So he They saved him for the main event. And so you have, like, a pretty decent mid-card show. You have the Rolling Loud set, so they had back-to-back -back matches at Rolling Loud, which that was interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Let's stop there. So the aesthetic of it, Visually, it was stunning. It was so cool, and I loved the concept about it. However, I understand the Bianca Belair Carmella match, but that's just a repeat of last week. However, the placement of D'Angelo Dawkins and uh, shit, what's his name? Montez Ford. Not Montez Ford. Uh, Are you talking about uh, Chad Gable? Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad Gable. That match, I feel like there was a better opportunity like especially because you had wale coming out with him why why wale does biggie's fucking theme song why why would we why would we do chad gable at all in any instance where you're thinking over a card for rolling loud why is chad gable at all the choice so i, will, I like chad gable this i is will not... explain the purpose of like why both of those matches ended up being there i'll give it to you can i can i first I want to know why Carmelo was there for a second week because I don't understand that either. So both of them. Find it, find me both of them. I have both reasons. So Carmelo was there because they didn't have a credible challenger and it's easy to write in storyline. Oh, well, I get a rematch because of this. You know what I'm saying? That's an easy out. That's what they're, that's their crutch. They do that shit all the time. So the reason why you had those two specific matches 
besides Big E being there, which is the only other match that makes sense, you have Bianca Belair, who's the women's champion, who is the number or like the best person to put at a Rolling Loud festival. Like one, I mean, she kind of fits the aesthetic. So do the Street Profits, right? So then she's you're not taking Roman off of SmackDown. You're giving the live fans what they paid for. You know what I'm saying? But you're also giving Rolling Loud an established main champion, correct? Montez Ford and D'Angelo Dawkins come into the mix because they're routing. They're going to go with or, uh, Bianca Belair because Montez and Bianca are married. It makes sense for them to travel together. So then it's also a, a kind of a, a weed smoking festival. So it also makes sense for exactly. That's what for, I, that's uh, what I was saying you know is like I mean? Bianca like, Belair be, and like the street profits. They, that's more their scene. It would make sense to have people who go, we want the smoke to be at the festival related to marijuana but why not wouldn't it have been funny if instead of chad gable and otis it was like riddle <laughs> well i mean in a perfect world it would make sense and if we weren't putting this on television that was what you would want to do you would want to do like the street profits versus riddle and biggie you know and have wally oh Cullen. man see dude. that and that would be but you know why but that that makes sense for a wrestling fan like the matches didn't make sense for a wrestling fan they made sense no, for they did because D'Angelo Dawkins, Otis are in a rivalry right now. That's why they were there. But they've already wrestled three times this week. Nobody wants to see that. They haven't wrestled three times this week. Not this week, but you know what I mean. The last few times we've seen them, it's been those two guys. But they've been going back and forth in tag team, and then one's facing one, the other's facing the, that's which I would have liked it better if they just freelanced a couple matches with no storyline. Then it doesn't make sense on TV. And that's the problem. They wanted guess, to put it on I TV. Guess. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just explaining why it happened. Oh, I get I get the aesthetic of the people that they had in the matches. That's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is it was a boring two matches that were six minutes apiece because they decided to do a match that had just been done three days before. And nobody... What it, do you mean three It was on a pay-per-view. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. They they wrestled on a pay-per-view. It pay -per -view. was on Friday. Okay, when was that? The week after? The week before. One week. Yeah, dude, WWE does that shit all the time because, once again, they didn't... Who but there's no difference. There was no storyline build. They just said, let's did, redo the match. They did have a storyline build. I don't remember what actually transpired, but I'm sure... Like, do you follow their social media? Like, they're... The WWE is notorious for, like, booking on Instagram booking on youtube like they'll do shit like that all the time in their backstage shows and all of that because but if they're they want booking the in their backstage shows then why do they care so much about tv because that doesn't make to a tv aesthetic. no 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 it gets people to watch tv but also it makes people have to interact or not have to but want to interact with their social media it, it draws them to both platforms it's just it's smart business like i I understand the process and why, and I, I mean, I can agree with it. Was it a resounding success, though, with the crowd to have those two matches? Because I don't think anyone's interested. I don't, if I'm being honest with you, you could have put fucking CM Punk and Daniel Bryan out there, which everyone's talking about right now, and I don't think anyone, you wouldn't hear a fucking popcorn fart. Bro, there are people that interest people that aren't wrestling fans. Yes, and then you had a handful of people who were like, fuck yeah, let's go. But then the rest of the crowd, the bunch of girls who just wanted to see fucking Wale perform, who have never even watched a thing of wrestling in their life, were like, what the fuck is going on? That's where Sasha comes but, in. And you she have can to, captivate everybody. Over here's there. the kicker of it all. Because of how those festivals are set up, those were in between sets. 
like musical performances. So no one was going to fucking leave because no one wanted to lose their spot. So they stayed there for the wrestling matches simply out of necessity to have their spot for the next set that they wanted to see. All right. Because you're getting into the main eventers too of the festival. So good idea or assuming. bad idea for WWE? It's a great idea. It didn't work well for them. And I well, how about this? It worked well for them because it, like I said, one gave a different atmosphere. It was a cool concept, and it was a throwback to what they used to kind of do at the uh, you know Time Center place. Like they've done stuff like this before. I just think they had bigger expectations. As far as they maybe thought they were a little bit more uh, universally known. You know what I mean? Where it's like kind of more mainstream. Where it's like they're very mainstream, but they have, let's face it, WWE is having a horrible time building new stars. That's, and it's shown when John Cena comes out and he gets the loudest pop that anyone's fucking gotten all night. Edge comes out. It's the loudest pop of the fucking Cena. But Edge, too. I mean, like you have these established stars already on the roster but then you have people who should be fucking stars like drew mcintyre uh what do you recall roman i mean roman reigns is there but finn balor kevin owens pop finn got popped up and we'll talk about that in just a second um that's smackdown ain't it finn that's where we're at yeah yeah i said and we'll just talk about it in a second but you don't have stars that are actually being made you know what i mean like and i will i'll take that on the hill and so let's go ahead and talk about Finn Balor. So Raymond, uh, Raymond, Raymond Reigns, Roman Reigns. That's a whole different person. Yeah. Roman comes out <laughs> at the end of the night and he uh, obviously is here to answer John Cena's thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Best promo of the night. Better than Cena's. He put Cena over an open flame. It was absolutely like I was just blown away. I mean, he's gotten a ton of props for he it. He kept though, that like... receipt from when John Cena fucking roasted him in front of the entire crowd and he gave it right back. And he he did the best thing he could have done. He denied John Cena's challenge. He's great. He's getting better every week. We've been saying that, right? For five or six weeks straight. Has he not improved every single week? No, 100%. And he's getting better and better and better. And at this point, I think he's already the best going right now. No, uh, he is. And that's the, the problem is. Is it a problem? Or it, that's a good thing to me. If he's going to keep getting better, let him keep getting better. You know what I mean? No, 100%. He, he could be... This is a thing that I... I don't know where this ends. I don't see the ceiling. You know what I mean? Like, seems like he can just keep climbing right now. He, I think he's going to. He's going to... He is going to be the only one who actually ends up being an established star. And I don't think it's all WWE's, like, doing. You know, I think there's outside factors. Obviously, the relation to The Rock. You know, he was in the fucking Fast and the Furious movie. Like, that puts people's eyes on him. And that's the thing is, like, I'm not saying put your wrestlers in fucking movies that like make them superstars. Book them accordingly. Make them real people. That's what we're the problem we're having is I don't want to support half the people on the roster because I don't believe that they're there for a purpose. I it to me when I watch it, I'm like, oh, that person is doing this because they get paid and nothing more. I don't agree. I'm interested right now in Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens with Baron Corbin. I'm interested in Shotzi and Knox. I'm interested in Naomi. I'm interested in the Usos by themselves. I'm interested in everybody on the show. I really am. Like, I am invested in every single character. 
And I don't I don't understand where you're coming from with that one, bro. I think they're building established stars. I actually disagree completely. But the difference is you're a wrestling fan and you're not a casual fan. What I'm saying is you for you to grow your audience more, you need to appeal to the casual fan just as you as much as you need to appeal to the wrestling fan. How many of those are there mm-hmm. over the generations of wrestling? Hulk Hogan, John Cena, name some more. There's a few of them. Stone, Stone Cold, Cold, The Rock. The Rock. Macho Man Randy Undertaker. Savage. Undertaker. Ric Flair. That's pretty much it, though. No, no, You're no. running into about 20. Kurt Angle, Eddie a Guerrero. Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero. Rey Mysterio. That's one. But Batista. But you couldn't go forever. There's not that many. But putting me on the spot? I mean, there's really Roddy not. Piper. Okay, but are you, you're going to start getting into a place where some people aren't going to know who Roddy is. Okay, now, but 10 years ago, Andre the I'm Giant. talking about household names. Like, Stone Cold is a household name. You could ask my wife right now. That's the that's the definition. Someone who doesn't watch wrestling. You go ask her who Stone Cold is, she'll tell you who that is. She don't know much else other than that. She knows who Dwayne Johnson is. She knows who John Cena is. Yeah, but they're actors. And I mean, yes, that goes I'll tell you along. what, she knows who The Miz is. <laughs> that motherfucker gets around. But dude, here's the problem. The Miz was a reality TV star before he was a wrestler. That's why she knows him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you got lucky on that one. But Smartest move in I the mean, world. I mean, I can agree with you in that, but getting back to it. Is that not a way to make a generational talent, though, to put him on TV and get his face known before he becomes a wrestler? And a pretty good career. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you didn't have to do it for Terry. I mean, you didn't? No. I mean, he also wrestled forever, though, before he even hit the United States. You know what I mean? Like. His grind is something that is rarely talked about, but maybe should be talked about. Yeah, but people always just talk about him just jobbing people out and no one talks about the Japan days and how technical and good he was. Well, and here's the thing is like, yeah, you're right. But no, he had a gimmick that worked that resonated with people. And that's the thing. It's not TV. It's resonation. It's dumbing it down. It's a genius of Vincent McMahon. What do you mean? He he taught he taught him to say, "Hey, look, let's dumb it down a little bit, right?" Essentially, essentially. So you, we don't want you doing these holds. Nobody wants to watch someone put someone in a hold. Well, look at, at John 82. Cena. You went from a heel rapper to then someone who, on the outside, actually looks identical to the heel rapper. Just stopped wearing jerseys, wore t-shirts, but he still wore baggy t-shirts, right? But instead of having him cut rap promos talking shit about the crowd. We're then going to support our troops. We're then going to be patriotic. He applied the Hulk Hogan skin or uh, the Hulk Hogan gimmick to the John Cena skin. And that's the thing is, at the end of the day, he knows his crowd. People fucking love patriotism. I I don't want to put disrespect on his first returning promo, though, because it was good. I know that Roman buried him the next week, but his promo was good. Oh, I'm I'm not saying any of his work is bad. And I'm not saying like, I'm not taking shots at John Cena. I like John Cena. Did you see the, the clip of the dark match this week of him tag teaming with Riddle? Oh yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Well, and that it's funny. So I had seen uh, a post from the venue, you know, with the sign saying, Hey, like advertising that match. I remember seeing someone Twitter going, Oh no, that's fake. Okay, have you ever been to a dark or like not a dark match, but have you ever been to a Raw or a SmackDown taping? They have like literally the most ridiculous main events after the show goes off the air because, yes, you have a lot of good wrestling because you have Raw, hopefully have good wrestling. Let's let's pretend you're going to SmackDown. So you have a bunch of good wrestling on SmackDown. And then they're like, 
but you have a bunch of promos. So like they want to send you home happy. They're gonna send you out with the biggest stars who potentially didn't even wrestle that night. You know Fucking what I mean? awesome, dude. Or like say, for example, or when so I was saying they should just put Buff Bagwell out there every night. I went to a Raw one night and it was like Seth Rollins and John Cena were like they ended the show like in an altercation, right? And then they like started brawling and then they ended up being a tag team match or something like shit like that. So you have stuff like that. And I mean, I was like, dude. But yeah, I mean, it's cool. They're what they're doing is they're just getting him back and you know, ring getting off the ring rust. I like and it, man. I love seeing these little pictures of him, bro. They make me so he's happy. so happy. They make me he's so just happy. a happy dad. So let's go ahead and talk about GCW Homecoming, and then we're gonna go home. <laughs> I watched day one. I saw the last match in day two, the Drew Parker uh versus Jimmy Lloyd match. The problem is because I'm not like a loyal GCW fan by any means, I figured, uh, you know, pay-per-views would be the same time both nights and homecoming day or part two actually started like five o'clock. So I've gone, I'm trying to go back and rewatch it, but I finally got some life things handled out this week. So in the clear now, going to uh, go ahead and rewatch it tomorrow. Uh, but dude, I gotta say there were a lot of spots I did not enjoy, but the cool thing about watching wrestling is, you have a phone in your hand. You can, uh, you know, doze off sometimes. But overall, I was actually really impressed. Like, I understand the appeal. Honestly. Wholeheartedly. So, for night one, they had a very good card with a lot of compelling matches. Every match, pretty much, right? Exactly. And this goes back to what I was saying is because you could relate to these people. Like, there were people coming out. Like, I was able to, like, just based off theme music alone. And like just kind of vibe coming out. There were people that I fell in love with. Like AJ Gray came out to walk a flock of flame. That's my fucking dude now. I love that guy. And I can't wait to watch more of his shit. Shout out to the Grim Reefer. Oh, you, your best friend Grim Reefer. That was fucking hilarious. So if you didn't watch it, Two Cold Scorpio wrestled uh, at the age of 55 versus uh, versus against a guy named Grim Reefer. I've never heard of Grim Reefer, but I mean, it wasn't bad, but he was a walking gimmick. Uh to say the least. So he got like knocked out and then they resuscitated him with a finger joint, right? Did Somewhere. I get that right? Well, he had the finger joint before that. But I think the guy brought it back out after he was like the match was over and he was like dead. And instead of like giving him CPR, he like smoked, gave him a joint. Well, see, here's that's the interesting thing I did notice about this was like they had people that were helping in the matches, like putting stuff in the rings, like mid matches. I remember literally the final spot in the Drew parker jimmy lloyd match drew parker's getting on this tall ass ladder and this one guy who was like he was doing it basically the whole weekend he came up and like stabilized the ladder for drew parker before he jumped off Dude, of it. that spot chef's kiss yeah that was a spot man oh my god oh my god dude what a spot what a special spot all right so let's take this home talk to me about matt cordona have you ever seen anything like that in your life ever what do you mean have you ever seen anything like that ever? That match was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was absolutely insane. Have you ever seen anything like that? What, the reaction? No, just the whole match, the reaction, the ending, all of it. Yes and no. I mean, you've had rivalries like that. But we knew walking into it that it was going to be the rivalry of the summer coming to a head. I don't think it's over by any means, which if you're smart, it's not over. And I kind of felt like Matt Cardano was going to win. 
I love though throughout the match how he was like pretending like he wanted to fucking leave, and he's like, "Come on, like what are you like? How are you letting him do this?" He shit? He was like, selling so well at so many different levels. Like it wasn't just that; it was like the the angst for the crowd. Like every time he would get near him, he'd flip him off. You know what I mean? Just like he's working every part of the ring, which is so special, dude. Like good for fucking him. You know what I mean? Like I just think there's something about somebody finally getting what they deserve, and he finally got it. You know what I mean? Like good shit i'm so fucking proud of him dude like it's mind-blowing how that was just gotta be like a, a, the best part of his career wouldn't you think so yeah he's he's coming into his own and what you're seeing now is with all these people being released from wwe there are certain people who have really just taken the wheels and reinvented themselves to the highest tier and he's a perfect example of that cody rhodes is a really good example of that um <laughs> Shout out to fan, or Dirty Dango, my man Curtis. He is an icon on the internet lately, and uh, we are now mutuals. Shout outs to my boy. But no, and but seriously, you're these people are now the chains are being taken off, and I think despite the problems with AEW, because I do thoroughly enjoy AEW, we all know that. I will be the first to admit there's problems with the show, but the show is how old now you know what i mean it's not like they've been doing this since the 40s or the 50s you know what i mean like they haven't had tradition to tweak they are starting out like yes they know things they have a lot of people who are involved in a lot of different companies but at the end of the day some of these people that you're like well, why don't these people be uh agents or this that or the other it's like yeah they might have done stuff but do they hold books do they actually learn from him like you have your arn anderson's and stuff like that but like if you really want to complain about the booking this that and the other and if you want to book like wcw go fucking get rick flair seriously just go get rick flair what are we talking about i thought we were talking about gcw what do you mean i thought we were talking about the ending of gcw oh no 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 i was saying i'm lost i'm sorry you lost me my whole brains blew up I just, there's smoke coming out of my head right now i'm a fucking robot hey man what I'm saying is, like, I kind of got off on a bunny trail, I will be honest. Uh, but, yeah, you have people reinventing themselves. And that's really what I'm getting at. And what I was saying is, is like, like as much as AEW is giving people the platform, like, Matt Cordona is doing it because, you know, he went into AEW. You know what I mean? He went into Impact. And I'm just blown away with what he's able to do. And you're going to see that a lot more with companies like, uh aw that's where i was getting at it's because aw opened the door for people being able to actually come out and reinvent themselves what's your take on the ending the trash i mean it, here's the deal i enjoyed it you know what i mean like people felt emotions and like it, <sighs> you're gonna get some people that are angry with stuff like that i think um i also think and i'll, I'll be the first to say there are things in certain matches in that pay-per-view that make my stomach hurt because i'm not accustomed to that kind of wrestling either but i think that there is something for everybody in that there is a lot of different stuff in that pay-per-view it wasn't just death matches you know what i mean like so with me it's like one of those things where i realized that that was the desired reaction they wanted that they wanted that moment they wanted that clip you know that's going to go down in history for gcw they're now really breaking out not necessarily into the mainstream but like like you said, are they coming up a level? I don't necessarily think so because you go through and some of the stuff they put out is not great. 
I'm just going to be honest. I watched this. Who on the lower tiers, uh, not lower tiers, that's disrespectful, on the tiers of wrestling below the main few are people that are making waves like that. Like, that's such an iconic moment for a wrestling company of their level to do. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, but are are they going to consistently do that? Maybe. That's what I think is is the next coming, though, because I think that they're getting some push. But and it's possible. I just think it's too quick to say, hey, GCW is like change it. Like how many times do you see 10, 15 people tweeting about an MLW pay-per-view on your tweet or in your feed within the first like stroll through my entire feed was GCW that night. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. The night of an MLW pay-per-view. Have you ever seen anything like that? I've I've seen I follow the right people. I see people talking about, I, but I don't follow those people from right. the GCW fan club. I don't follow those guys. But it's you had that match. Everyone was watching because of Matt Cordona. That they had that draw. That's what I'm saying. People yeah. love him. Are they going to consistently do it? Yes, with Matt Cordona there now. I think Nick Gage has a set special place for fans too. Just people that love him too. Yes, but did you do? They love him there. They they do. <laughs> But once again, I I would need to see more of them doing that kind of stuff to say, hey, they're really shaking things up now. Because okay, I, that's fair. They did have the feud of the summer, but did they get lucky? Feud of the summer until Roman John. That's not a feud of the summer. Collision course. SummerSlam. Bam, bam, bam. Hit him with the Twitter handles. All right, uh, Taylor Hasler won. Uh, we got uh, God Fury. We got uh, Jaded Rasslin. We got Jobin Rogue. We got Redbeard Pirate One. We got Todd's Pod. We got Year of Pod. We got Duke underscore Bags. And you know what it is. Go ahead and subscribe, bitch. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We love you. And if you did not remember from last week, before you were jaded, is now on a monthly basis. So I don't think we're actually going to be putting one out uh, in August. However, September, we will be coming back with that. Probably the first of September. Maybe the end of September. Actually, SummerSlam. Probably around SummerSlam. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but we will be coming out with a weekly series for you on Friday. It's coming soon, so you just have to keep an eye out on social media. And we will tell you all about that cool stuff. But yeah, we just we want to give you the best us. So take also, a little bit of a break. Before we go, there is a new interview out. Make sure you go check that out. Okay, Ronnie Rios. And we are also putting out an interview on Saturday with the Pete Meister himself. And we have more coming at you. I don't know if we have a bunch locked. I think we kind of hit like a stall for a couple weeks. But then we'll be running back. So, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out for that as well. But we love you. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace.